Welcome back to WFYL 1180 AM. It is currently 34 minutes past the hour, and that means that we have come to our interview for today. Uh, we have the founder and chief consultant of In His Name HR. Uh, his name is Mark A. Griffin. Mark, thank you so much for coming to the studio today. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. No problem. Now, why don't we uh, why don't we start out with a little bit of your background, Mark? Um, you know, you're the founder and chief consultant of Is In His Name HR. Uh, but how did how did we get to where you are today? I have had such an incredible journey in my life. Uh, the last 25 years, it's it, it's been incredible. I uh, am married to Gail, have an incredible, supportive wife of 27 years, and I have two beautiful, incredible children, Adam, 26, and Emily, uh, 19. And uh, I found myself working in corporate America in the field of human resources for big companies like Quaker Oats, Merck, um, Kodak Corporation where I learned uh, just incredible aspects of human resources and how to develop high-performing organizations. Hmm. Okay. Now, uh, with, with HR, uh, you have obviously In His Name HR. So why don't you tell us a little bit about In His Name? Well, it's interesting. I, I launched the firm, uh, it'll be three years uh, this coming March. I, I launched this firm, this human resources firm, uh, after spending 25 years in corporate America because I really felt that God put something on my heart and that something on my heart was to go out and prosper and partner with Christian-owned organizations, Christian nonprofits, and churches to take them to the next level of prosperity. Yeah. So what, what, is, what is your mission at, uh, at In His Name HR? Our, our mission simply is to partner with organizations who want to take their businesses or organizations to the next level. However, we want to do it in a way that we consider being a kingdom-minded, kingdom-minded experience, or we help them build a kingdom-minded organization. Now, now specifically, what, what do you mean by kingdom-minded? Well, when I talk about kingdom-mindedness, I, I, I really look back at our process of building a kingdom-minded organization, and that's really, first and foremost, putting Christ first. Let's put Christ first as we build this organization. That's really, even if you own a business, putting Christ first should be what we do. That's what we're called to do. That should be number one. But also, and, and I think this is paramount to success as well, is making sure you have a clear mission, a clear vision, and clear core values of the organization. And those last three things, mission, vision, values, are things that I learned at like Quaker Oats organization running a Gatorade facility on how to get people to be high performing. We we had an outstanding mission, vision, values that was built into that organization to get people motivated. I think those three aspects are just as important for that Christian-owned business in Chester County that has 50 employees is that the employees are really engaged in those three areas. Mm -hmm. Mark, what do you find is the biggest challenge with dealing with these corporations and businesses? I think the biggest challenge when when, uh, CEOs, presidents call me, they're a little hesitant at first. They may say things like, you know, I feel like I need to share the gospel at some level with my employees. 
And, you know, I, I might have heard a sermon from my pastor talking about how we need to be light into this dark world right now. But they're, they're, they're frustrated. They're scared. They're nervous. They, I want to do something, Mark, but I don't want to lose my business over it. I'm afraid of not being politically correct and I'm going to be attacked for it. So that's mm-hmm. really where we come in with our expertise is helping them and coaching them first on, on how to be a light into the workplace, and then secondly, how to set those goals and objectives and mission, vision, value. Yeah, because I noticed one thing with uh, what dealings I've had with different businesses and myself were used to work even in the federal government years ago in a past life, um, <laughs> that the management end, it seems to be lost. The fact that I was always raised on the adage, uh, and when I became a manager myself, I live by it, is to have people work with you and not for you. And I noticed more of a for, you know, you're working for me type of mentality out there, which doesn't make the employees seem like they have ownership. And as a, as a partner, a contributor into a business like that, uh, do you address, uh, direct, uh, address such things as that? A- absolutely. That's one of the first things that we go after when we go into an organization is understanding their leadership capability. Are they, are they ruddy to partner with employees? Do they have the right managers uh, on the right seats of the bus? Oftentimes what we find when we go into organizations is that leadership is currently incapable of driving people towards a mission while reaching their vision and doing it within their values of their organization. So we gently work with organizations to assess the leadership team, the management team, and give coaching and development to those folks to get them to the next level because it's important to understand the capability of, of your leadership team. Doesn't make them bad people. Uh, doesn't make them bad people at all. We, we sometimes find supervisors that go, thank goodness that you're here because I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not a good supervisor and I need to get out of being a supervisor. I was a good widget maker. Mm-hmm. Now can you put me back with the widget? So it's really analyzing and understanding the capabilities of that, that management team, that executive team. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, now, your book that you have out is called How to Build a Kingdom-Minded Organizations. So why, why don't we touch a little bit? Is this all in the book that we're talking about? Oh, here? absolutely. It's, it's built right in the book. This is a book that was developed um, as I put a presentation together to Christian CEOs and the feedback that I got from those Christian CEOs was, wow, this is an incredible way for, for you to help organizations build kingdom-mindedness in, into their organizations. Um, why don't you put a book together? So that's, that's basically what I did. Yeah, and you can buy the book on uh, Amazon. Amazon.com, it's out there. Um, you can visit our website at inhisnamehr.com. And there's a link to the the book. There's plenty of reviews out there on Amazon. And uh, you can also contact us if you have any questions regarding the book. Now, I see that you, you in the past, have possibly worked for the Conestoga Wood Specialties. Yes, absolutely. So now, is this this is definitely something that's been coming up in the news uh, lately. And we just had uh, uh, Bruce interviewed. A, it was last week. Yeah. Uh, he interviewed a guy who was. Um, their attorney. Their attorney. Their, their, okay, you know, wonderful. Their, their so, case of the Supreme Court. Yeah. You know, bringing all this up now with, uh, you know, the Christian-mindedness sure. workplace and how to work around that. How, to, how can, you, can, you, can you touch on that by any chance? Uh, absolutely. First and, and foremost, I have 
so much respect for the Hahn family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're the owners of, of Conestoga Woods Specialties, and I was privileged to work there coming out of corporate America. It was uh, one of the first Christian-owned organizations uh, that I had worked for uh, coming out. So I, I just applaud them and their stance on, on, on what they're doing as they go to the S- Supreme Court to really fight for, for, for the rights of the family to say, this is where we draw the line. Mm-hmm. This is something that we don't agree with. We feel it violates our, our uh, religious rights. So I, I, stand, uh, I stand with the Han family in this situation. Well, that's great. That really is great. And it's definitely something that we've we've yeah. talked about a few times here. Oh, exactly. Station, in so. fact, uh, as I mentioned, their attorney, and uh, it, it's interesting with all the guests that we've had in here uh, in businesses, and these businesses, of course, have been Christian-based businesses. They all seem to be very successful and prosperous. Sure, absolutely. And it's literally the fact that if you want to shun God and religion— don't expect to do well. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree. And so that that's the reaffirming message and everything that you're doing when you do consult with these businesses and that. Um, have you ever been called by a business that, you know, you mentioned the CEO or the, the manager or the owner of the business says, you know, they keep the Christian values and so forth of the company, but I'm afraid with political correctness. Have you ever had anybody that's never gone that route that you have consulted you to come in? and deal with them even though they originally weren't Christian-based or even talked about it? I, I, it's interesting that you bring that up because when my wife and I decided to uh, uh, launch this business, we were really struggling with the name of our, of our firm. We didn't want to be prideful and, and say, oh, we're Christians, and, uh, but we wanted people to know that we were a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But part of my hesitation, quite frankly, was what's going to happen when I announce the name of our business to 80% of the people that I'm connected with on LinkedIn that are from secular businesses that I worked with at Merck Pharmaceutical that are going to say, Griffin, you lost your mind. (laughs) And actually what I found is I, I prayed through it and I knew that this is the route that we needed to go. My wife helped me pick the name and I launched. I had an incredible amount of people from secular businesses that said, you know, Mark, I don't know much about Jesus and I'm not a, I'm not a Christ follower, but what you're doing is absolutely incredible. I was applauded by executives at Lockheed Martin, Pepsi wow. Corporation, all these big corporations where I was nervous that, that they would be offended by it. I was actually light to them. Which is kind of a spotlight on your point in general is that, you know, you, this is what you're doing and, you know, bringing Christianity to the workplace. I just had a thought that this could be used not just in, in businesses, but if anything, it's more, you could be more generated towards those secular businesses that, you know, they're, they're saying to you, I don't know much about Christ, but I want to be respectful and I want to be, you know, I want to be as utilitarian as possible. In other words, exactly. I want to follow the teachings of Christ. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, and most companies do. They follow the teachings of Christ. They just don't want to say they follow the teachings of Christ. Sure. Well, uh, Mark, thank you so much for coming in today. We, uh, we're, we're out of time, unfortunately. But the website, one more time, if you want to uh, check it out, is inhisnamehr.com. You can find his book there, uh, and you can buy it on Amazon. But uh, thank you so much for coming in today. Uh, we hope to have you back sometime. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to go to a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with Bruce's segment. And uh, 
I almost called it in his name. Uh, <laughs> we the people is Bruce's segment. So we'll be right back Maybe with I that. Maybe should call it that. 